You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, the trouble with working in a family business, feeling like you've missed your chance in life, the boyfriend who won't let you dump him, and what to do when your workmates literally make you sick. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, I work for my fiancé and his brother. They own a now successful family business. Working for them, I don't earn the money I imagined I would at this age. I'm 30. Currently, I earn £300 a week for a lot of responsibility. I'm working in an industry that does not come naturally to me. It can be boring. I find it unfulfilling, but I'm still good at my job. I'm pregnant and will soon be off on maternity leave. I saw this as an opportunity to cut the tie and when eventually I would return to work, it wouldn't be at the family business. The problem is now my fiancé and his brother want to start a separate business and make me the director, which means I would have to return to the family business in some way. I feel like my wings are going to be clipped again. I don't know exactly how much I would actually earn and it would just be the three of us again in an office. I run the risk of letting everyone down by turning it down. And after my maternity leave, I'm worried if I can't find a job somewhere else. If I stay, I'm stuck in a position where I'm not pursuing my own career choices. But I would be able to keep my young family secure and his family happy. My home life is wonderful, but my work life is a major disappointment and regret to me. I would really love my fiancé to give me the unconditional approval to leave and pursue my own career and job opportunities, but at last, this has not been the case to date. What should I do? Oh, lovely pregnant correspondent. Thank you for writing in. This sure is a tricky one. The main problem, I think, has nothing to do with your pregnancy and this new company they want to set up. It's about the fact that your voice is not being heard in this environment at all. And it doesn't sound as if you've spoken up before. I think now is going to have to be the time. There's no way you can consider being the director of a company if you're not really interested in the work. I think it might be time to hold a company board meeting and put your cards on the table. Certainly, you can cushion the blow for your fiancé and his family by telling them that the pregnancy has made you reevaluate. But I would prepare for them to be very shocked. They'll probably be so shocked that they will initially refuse to accept what you're saying and try to push you into accepting the situation they've already set up for you. The key is, I think, to give them a one week cooling off period. Just say, I'm just letting you know that I'm not certain how I want to proceed and we all need to come up with some new options. Let's think about it for a week and then refuse to discuss it further. Let people go away and accept your new attitude for a start. It's going to take a while to sink in. You do use very strong words. My work life is a big disappointment and regret to me. I think you know in your own mind that you need a change and you need to do something from your own initiative and that's not connected to this family business. The pregnancy is a good chance for a new start. Just prepare to be positive with your fiancé's family. They're going to be anxious and potentially angry, which is their right. 
but it doesn't mean you have to give in to what they want. Given the right time and space, I'm sure you can all figure out a solution that works. Just don't expect it to happen overnight. Meanwhile, a talk with your fiancé might help too. You'll now have your own family unit, just the three of you, separate to this family business. How do you want to run that unit and what ambitions do you have for it? This is a good time to talk about that too. Maybe just don't drop the two bombshells on him at once. Good luck and keep believing in yourself and trusting yourself to know what you want. Our next question. Dear Viv, I have been out of university for nearly three years and recently hit a bit of a slump and felt like I hadn't achieved anything in that time. I stayed in the same city as I went to university and that somehow feels like I haven't progressed. Many of the friends I've made here all stayed after finishing university, but there's still this air that you have failed in some way if you haven't moved on. I recently was given two different work options, a job in London on basic living wage or a temporary promotion at work via maternity leave. I felt like everyone had an opinion and that I would be disappointing people if I didn't choose to leave, like I didn't try or I'd somehow failed. I chose the temporary promotion at work as I felt it would be a good boost to move up a position, even if temporarily, and to try and build on it afterwards. Perhaps consider moving again after the maternity cover is over. But I feel like people now think I've made my final decision and will never leave, like I've missed my chance. I do value all my friends' and family's opinions, but I'm starting to wish I hadn't discussed it. I feel like I haven't been a strong enough independent person by choosing to stay. I feel like I've settled. Oh dear, not sure about settling. I'm so sorry to read how sad you sound in this letter. When in my view, you've actually made a pretty good fist of things, my friend. There is no rule written anywhere that you have to leave the place where you went to university in order to make it in life. As you say, many of your friends stayed on too. Maybe it's just a very nice place that people find hard to leave. What matters is not some random symbolic gesture of moving somewhere just for the sake of it. What matters is how you feel and how happy you are. And I can't get any sense of whether you're happy or not. I think you might actually secretly be very happy, but you're not allowing yourself to feel that way or giving yourself any credit for any of your achievements just because of some strange arbitrary idea that you've got into your head. I think you did the right thing to accept the promotion at work instead of taking the low paid job in London just for the sake of it. It doesn't exactly sound very attractive. So use this opportunity to buy yourself some time to think about you and what you want. Stop thinking about what other people think and what might disappoint them and start thinking about what you want and what would make you feel excited. The opinion of your friends and family is one thing, but they cannot live your life. Make a list of all the things you love about your life and all the things you're proud of. Don't stop, please, until you have got to 100 things. I don't care how small the achievements are on that list, but force yourself to list them. Big yourself up a bit more. Celebrate your promotion. You deserved it. Then have a think about what you want and where you want to be. You might just be surprised by the answer. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, after a long period of denial and a lot of soul searching, I have decided to end my relationship with my lovely boyfriend of five and a half years. 
I've realised and come to terms with the fact that I am not in love with him anymore and I don't want a sexual relationship with him. We'd been living together since we got together, but we've been living separately at our respective parents' houses since November, having gotten back from a year-long trip to South America that left us both jobless and utterly completely skinned. I'm feeling increasingly guilty as my boyfriend rings me up all the time and tells me how much he loves me and misses me and that he is in a bad headspace as he can't find work and feels isolated at his parents' home. In contrast, I've been able to move out as I've found a new job in London. I have no idea how to tell him that I want to end the relationship as it will be a complete shock to him. I also don't know whether to bring it up over the phone, on Facebook or Skype, or whether to arrange a face-to-face meeting somehow. Do I end this relationship now, which I know will plunge him into an even worse place than he's in already? Or shall I wait it out until he's found a job, is able to move back away from home, when I expect he'll want to move in with me again, and has more of a support network around him? Am I trying to save his feelings, which I know is kind of impossible, Or am I just trying to alleviate my own guilt? I'm tired of feeling like a fraud whenever I speak to him. And he has recently said that I sound sad on the phone. Please help, guilt-ridden girlfriend. Oh, guilt-ridden girlfriend, you are not the first and you will not be the last to be in this position. (laughs) You sound as if you've tied yourself up in knots trying to avoid the inevitable. You just don't love this guy anymore and you've moved on. I'm afraid it's time to be cruel, to be kind. There is no easy way out of this and he's going to be hurt. Different people take different approaches on this, but I am very much from the school of brutal kindness. So meet him face to face. Tell him you're really sorry, but this relationship is over. Give him a bit of time to process it and then walk away. You really owe it to him to do this face to face, even though it will be utterly, utterly horrible. Once you've done it, if he tries to contact you, tell him politely but firmly that you don't want to be in touch with him. Believe me, this is the only way. Whatever you do, don't try and be the one who makes it okay. You can't be the one who makes it okay because you want to break up with him. I think you know what you have to do. Now go and do it as soon as possible. Yes, you will feel guilty, but not as guilty as if you continue this charade. Remember, cruel to be kind. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, my workmates keep infecting me because they won't stay at home when they're sick. I am just as bad. We work at a fast-paced small company and there are only about 20 of us in total, so we try to avoid being off because it will only cause a huge backlog of work. What can we do? Oh dear, this is terrible. It's like a kindergarten for adults. I think it might be time to bust out the big guns on this before one of you contracts dysentery and starts an epidemic. Can you talk to the boss about this? Someone needs to break the cycle and bring some openness into this situation. It's really unhealthy, no pun intended, in the long run. There needs to be an open discussion and some ground rules, just like there are for any primary school. So if you're running a fever, you don't come in. 
If you've vomited in the past 24 hours, you don't come in. If you've been to see a GP, you don't come in unless the GP advises it. Nip this in the bud before there's a major crisis. You will thank me. If you can't face talking to the boss and getting someone to take control of this situation, you're going to have to just go in wearing a face mask from now on. There's no other way to be safe. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we'll see you there.